Beers and Banter, episode 37. We've got a change of scenery tonight. Fan favourite Timmy is back in the house, introducing a new squad member to the Beers and Banter family. Hit it, Timmy. Timmy, welcome back. Thank you, mate. Well, welcome. Well, you welcome actually, because we're at my place today. So, welcome, Matt. welcome down, Matt. I tell you what, this you made is it a, across the border. This is, I wasn't, wasn't going to mention that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you want? To... <laughs> um, we can edit that out later. Yeah, we'll do that. You did get a sticker. This is a lot nicer than than the sweaty box. Yeah. This is like the music box. Yeah. It's an actual room. Full climate control. Um, you know, plenty of plenty of things to play with in here. Guitars, drums. You can play more apparently. I can play. <laughs> I attempt to play everything. That's correct. And we've got a we've, we've got a new squad member tonight. Hello, hello. I'm Mark, Mark Youngie. What what are we, what are we calling you? Oh, whatever you like, really. Uh, ja- Jack yeah. of all, master of none. Yeah. Ju- Mark Geezer, Youngie, Jiu Jitsu enthusiast. Enthusiast, yeah, practitioner. Yeah. So you're our new go-to guy for for a martial arts chat for really bad advice, yeah. Yeah, brown belt. Yeah, I am. That's a good yeah. achievement. Yeah. You're also a grand wizard electrician too. Well, I've started a few fires, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Just quietly. That's good. How's the weekend, fellas? What did you get up to? Well, a bit of fishing. Fishing for me. Me too. So actually, golf, golf and fishing. It was kind of normal. Back to normal. It's now. Just an ultimate weekend then. Yeah, pretty much. What about you, youngie? Um. I don't know if I'm incriminating myself, but uh, <laughs> may, have, may have done some jiu-jitsu over the weekend. Did some solo, really? no, yeah, solo, solo drills. Um, yeah, me and a few others did some solo spacing. And then, um, yeah, it was my birthday on Saturday. So. Yeah. Happy birthday. Mate, happy birthday. Boys, yeah. Yeah. 46. Yeah, you are getting old. Apologise to anyone listening. First time we've tried to eat and pod at the same time, so I don't know how it's going to go. But no, it's going good. It's sounding good. Hang on. Tim picked the pizzas. We're not allowed barbecue sauce. Yeah. What is what sort of an atrocity is that? No barbecue sauce. Hang on a sec. What sort of an atrocity is it to not like pepperoni pizza? Mate, Let's start pepperoni is... Come on. I don't know. I don't, I don't mind a bit of pepperoni, but but just a flat out no when Youngie asked for barbecue sauce, I thought it was a bit rich. Staunch. No. Staunch. Staunch no. Staunch. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. Mate, I've been, I've been to restaurants with him and, mate, it goes back. Hang on a sec. Italian. So you're going to argue, you two are going to argue with an Italian about how to make pizza and what's mm-hmm. proper toppings. Be careful what you're getting into here. This is why we don't I eat on a pot. I've got my mouth full. Fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> but in fairness, the pizza's pretty good. It's sounding it good, really man. good. Mm. <laughs> right, that could be my last bite for a bit. No, very good. What, who was footy? Footy was back on the weekend. Big yep. news. Yep. Yeah, I did. I watched the Eels and Broncos. Oh, did you? I did watch that. Something you know, different not, for you? Yeah, well, you know, it seemed like a big occasion. It had been a lot of hype around it all happening. I mean, I was really keen to just see sport in general, I mean, come back, just to see some normality, I suppose, to what, what we're kind of used to. I did watch it. It was a good game. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. Yeah. Broncos got beaten. Yeah. Eels are looking like the real deal. Um, Titans had a rough night on Friday night. Today. Yeah, signs of life. There are a couple of positives there, but really uh, outplayed by North Queensland. <laughs> what did you think about the crowd noise on the watching the games? 
I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Just just adds to it a little bit as long as it doesn't go overboard. What I do like hearing is the impacts though. Similar on the UFC, but I, I like hearing the impacts and uh, on the footy. So. You know, those collisions. So what's the deal with the crowds? Because I did not So the crowd, <coughs> what they've got is yeah. a um, simulated crowd noise. No. So before we go on, we are drinking yeah, what Seven I... Mile. This is a local beer, Seven Mile Brewery in Ballina. So they actually do, um, since everything's kicked off, obviously it's pretty tough for small businesses and small breweries. Um, but these guys are now doing deliveries, free deliveries to a lot of local postcodes. So you can order online, they'll deliver for free. And they're delivering nationally now as well. Nationally? Yeah. So this is an IPA we're drinking. This is quite it's a, a bit, strong beer, very hoppy beer. It's a bit, West Coast IPA. bit fruity? Well, it's hoppy. I mean, you obviously... Oh, jeez, that's the second beer I've destroyed of yours, Mark. Thanks, mate. Yeah. It's <laughs> How do you like, like an your, ice cream, aren't I? Yeah. How do you like your head? <laughs> a foot <laughs> yeah, deep? Yeah, foot deep. <laughs> but this this is pretty cool. This is We've actually had this once before. We did. This we did have the, uh, single pond. Yeah, this is the... Cheers, mate. What's it called? The keg? It's like an Irish coffee. It's like a growler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so West Coast IPA, 7.5%, something like that. Very so that's my, that's my only glass then? No, you'll be right. Yeah, you'll be fine. So sorry, yeah, the crowds, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah fake yeah. noise, fake crowd noise. Fake, fake, crowd, fake noise. crowd noise. So it even builds, they even have like booing. There was, really? also, there was a little yeah. bit of controversy too <laughs> on the weekend. At the moment, you can pay $22 and get your cardboard cutout put in one of the seats at the footy. You're kidding. But someone's used the the image of a serial killer. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And and it, which serial solid, killer? I don't know. Oh. It's $22. That's $22 that well, well spent. spent. <laughs> <laughs> that is well spent. I've seen a few different variants <laughs> yeah. of what people were planning to do. But, yeah, that one slipped through the NRL's uh, <laughs> quality control and obviously someone noticed it on the weekend. Yep. <laughs> One of the most prolific serial killers, apparently. That's terrible. Oh. Terrible, terrible. Just getting cheered on by <laughs> Ivan Malat. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Not great. It's choppers here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there you go. So that's that was that's what I was talking about, the crowd noise. Anyway, footy's back. It's good for the NRL. Uh, there's not much footy going on around the world. So I think uh, Fox even played some of the games into America, which, you know, big for exposure for rugby league. When's the um, Premier League kick back in? What's that? I saw something, uh, the Premier League. What's that? Over in the UK. What game's that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the kickball stuff? We, we could always talk about the Titans. Oh, Liverpool. Liverpool's my team, actually, this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's my son's team. But they they would never be my team in England. But my team's Wimbledon. And, um, yeah, miles away, Liverpool. My kids here love it. Yeah. Liverpool mad. In fact, they... they they're supposed to win. They're like one or two games short of getting handed yeah. the trophy, aren't they? Yeah, so, they, yeah, they were doing really well and then just this lot just flatlined it. Stop. Well, Pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going over there, how long... I don't know. Off. I just wondered if it was kicking back in So I know some of the... Is it Bundesliga? Some of that's come back. Is that back, back in? I think it's back come back, in. yeah. I think kids' sports starting soon. The training's back now. So next week, all the kids... Yeah, we've got a rappy kid in glad rap. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and you've got to stay in the car. You're not so how bizarre is this? You can have 50 people in a pub. You can have a 1,000 kids at school. Yeah. But you can have 10 training together. How does yeah. that make any sense? So the training has to be split into two squads. Um, and they've got to sanitise and everything, which you'd expect. That's pretty normal. But how do you have 50 people 
are allowed in a pub. A thousand kids, and the actual ruling that come back from the schools is they're they're not enforcing social distancing. At school, no, they they're, Mate, they're basically enforcing that with a kid. Yeah, how do you have thirty kids in a class? It just wouldn't work. Like if you're going to bring the school back, yeah, there's no way you can possibly fit a thousand kids. And I mean, I'm choosing one school as an example, but all of them that I'm aware of basically going that way. So how do you have that yet? You can't have the kids play sport on a weekend. How do you not have in an open field? Allow 15 kids yeah, to run around. I don't and understand that. That's madness. <laughs> Mate, but you can't is. put two kids in a room and say, stay apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try that. But that's a good thing. I mean, to see the kids' sports obviously come back, I'm really keen to see that. Yeah, I think kids need it. Oh, mate. Going stir crazy at home. 100%. You know, like a lot of, you know, you look at the fact that's what they, they you know, that's their release. That's when they catch up with their friends on the weekends. You know, that's when. There's nothing good on the news for them to look at at the moment. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Look what's going on in the states at the moment. That is just, just it's just bizarro world at the moment. Like it's crazy. It, I, I'm not going to make light of it. It's certainly serious, um, and I'm not going to. To be honest, I can't make a call either way. Other than it's clearly what kicked it all off was an atrocity, but it was very hard to explain to the kids when it popped up on the news the other day. They're like, "Why? Why would that policeman do that?" And I was trying to have a really measured conversation with them where. Police officers have got probably the toughest job in the world with the people that their clientele that they deal with day in, day out. But then trying to explain to the kids that every now and then it doesn't matter what the profession is, that there's a person that's just not not a good person. So like it doesn't matter what it is. Let like me ask you this, youngie. So you obviously do jiu-jitsu. You've yeah, been training. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many years did it take you to get your brown belt, by the way? About eight. Eight years. About eight. So eight years. So would you consider it reasonable force to have four people trained professionals that are trained in restraining someone to have them in that position on the ground i mean without knowing the background of how the arrest went down and i haven't really overly looked into those sort of details what would you what's your initial thoughts when you look at that that's just seems to it, me, it it, seems crazy it seems just a little bit unnecessary considering he was already cuffed yeah well, he's, he's not going anywhere on the ground once, you, once anyway. you're cuffed with your arms behind you yeah. where are you going to go you're not going to go far. Um, some dudes do get up and run, but the thing about put your knee in his in the back of his leg, in the center of his back, um, maybe or, on, his, or on his neck. The funny thing is, there's four guys holding him down, or three guys, or whatever, holding him down. He's already down. Um, he doesn't need to be pinned anymore. He's 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 given up, and by the sounds of it, he'd already got to that stage pretty placidly. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the notion that cops know how to restrain people is, is actually a false one. So I would, I would, and that was actually something that I looked at. There was another shooting with a guy that was attacked with a uh, he attacked a police officer with a knife, and it went the you know I have again I haven't looked right into it, but the basics of it was he was known to police and he'd had um, he'd suffered from mental uh, you know had some mental issues and. He'd got himself into a position where he's surrounded by police. And, and this is, I think, an issue where, you know, as law enforcement, they need to be trained to deal with people and to be able to restrain them in a non-lethal way. But they also need to be uh, trained to deal with people in that capacity. Like if someone's – I mean, and again, I'm not an expert, but if someone is, say, schizophrenic or something like that, they're enraged, they're with a knife, I would think the last thing you'd want to do is surround them with guns – Screaming at him, yeah, to get on the ground. What was what would the result? What would you yeah. think 
is going to happen in that situation. And I mean, I'm not saying the police are doing the wrong thing, but I think it's very it's hard when you're kind of looking at that situation and you think, well, you know, is there something we could have done slightly better? Like maybe should we have backed away? Maybe you know what could we used non lethal Like how have we not developed non lethals? Like it's just crazy to think that someone with a knife can't be taken down any other way without a gun these days. Well, they, yeah. they've, they've that just tasers. seems mad to they, me. They rarely use them. So they don't use the tasers. Um, just make they've sure, got, they've, make they've, sure yeah. talking straight in the barrel straight of it. Straight in there. the barrel, mate. Just swallow it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so they've got tasers, which they don't seem to ever use. They've got batons, which they never seem to use. And they don't actually really do any sort of handling training. So they don't do any jiu-jitsu. And I know for a fact that when we've had – because I used to train at a CrossFit club. In fact, the same club, Tim's at. Yep. You'd have coppers in there and you say, do you want to come and do some jiu-jitsu? They didn't want to know. They didn't want to – like, they love the CrossFit. They sort of love staying super fit. And, it, and you can get it in your head that, oh, yeah, I'm super fit. Therefore, I can handle anyone. And it, and it, it's it's a skill. So isn't – because obviously even in um, – isn't there – would I be correct in saying that football clubs, rugby league clubs, have uh, engaged wrestling coaches for that specific reason, that obviously yep. the importance of – you know, if you can know – how to use someone's your body weight, how to restrain them, then obviously oh, it's been tackle. A, that's it's that's a thing now. Am I right in saying that? Well, it's it's been a bugbear for a lot of fans for a long time. That, that they're sick of the wrestle, and you know it was something that was brought in by certain clubs. And the NRLs tried a couple of times to bring in rules to try and sort of get around it, but you know they're all employing a wrestling coach and they're all doing wrestle on, on a regular basis, whether they call it wrestle or something else. But, you know, it's all about winning that ruck and it's at same those same concepts, yeah. If you look at any wrestler, like their skill is not getting taken down. Yeah. You know, in the UFC you see anyone who's got a wrestling background, if they want to stay standing, they're staying standing. And, you know, that's that's something that needs to be sort of brought in, I suppose, because... You know, when rugby goes to the ground or league goes to the ground, it's, you know, you've, you've lost, you know, you've got six cracks well, getting up the it's, other end. It's been around for a long, long time. It's, it's not a new concept at all in the footy that you're always, you're always trying to find your front. So if you can land on your hands and knees yeah. with the ball, you're going to get up quicker and play the ball. But if you yep. get, tur- we used to call it, tur- you know, you've got to try and turtle them. You've got to put them on their back, you know, pin them down by the collar. And yeah. then work your way around, stand up, and then they can't get up until you release them. So that was the always. It was it was basically we were being trained, and this is like twenty years ago. Make it look like you're getting up, but the whole time you're actually pinning them down. So make it look like you're making the effort to get off them. Yeah. So when the refs going get off, get off, we you look like you're moving off them, but they can't physically get up until you're standing in front of them. But if they find their hands and hands and knees. They're going to get up, quick play the ball, and, then, you know, the marker's going to be... So caught. you're keeping your body weight on them all. But it, it could be something as simple as just holding their collar to the ground. Yep. If, if you're on your back and someone's got a hold of your collar yeah, yeah. to the ground, you're not you're not going anywhere until they let it go. It's it's something as simple as that. Well, that's, that, a, that's 20 years ago, so that, I'm sure just, they're better than that now. That's your core principle with jiu-jitsu, is you're yep. just constantly... Oh, youngie, that's one of your go-to moves, is it? Mate. In the collar. I thought it was a spider guard. No, no, yeah, that... I, I used to like that. You have phases in jiu-jitsu. So mm-hmm. one minute you're, I like this and the next minute you like that. So where I'm at now, I like being the guy that's on top. So I spent so a lot. You, so let's just break it down. Actually, this is a good segue. So 
there's a lot of people that think jiu-jitsu is just a bunch of guys, sweaty guys rolling around and it's an excuse for guys to roll around with each other. Yeah. So you've just jumped – so you prefer to be on, to have the guy on top or you prefer to be – I used to be the guy on the bottom yep. but now yeah. definitely like, like being the guy on and the top. And have you ever taken a guy from behind? Is that – Many a time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're insinuating there, Tim. <laughs> I'm just trying to squash it's these rumours about the fact that jiu-jitsu is just a bunch of, you know, guys just making an excuse to roll around. So that was just... that like that. Because that, that's going to go up. Because I feel like I'm just leaning in. <laughs> going to be on Mate, the where did you that's, get this gear that's from? For, that's for my height. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, I tighten that up... What, what's yeah. being proven over and over again, particularly in the... You mentioned the UFC, is that if you've got no jiu-jitsu game or wrestling game, then... You're vulnerable. Some of these guys that are great strikers, but they end up on the ground and they're wasn't they're in Chuck Liddell a good? Wasn't he? He good? he was a he was a quality grappler. So he and he never was on the ground because nah. he just as soon as anyone would take him down, he he'd back be up. back on his feet. And you know he's, you would not know that he was. You'd watch him and think he's just a stand up guy. What's yeah. what's the big difference between because obviously there's different types of grappling. You got like the more traditional wrestlers, and then you've got the jujitsu guys, and then you've got different kinds of. Yeah, so What's the big difference between like jiu-jitsu and wrestling? Well, jiu-jitsu would be your submission, like a submission-based grappling. So yeah. it was like an extension of judo. So you had judo, which was taking guys to the ground. And then what happened is a guy, a guy went over to Brazil, brought it with him to From Brazil. From Japan? <clears throat> yep. And uh, he, he showed a family over there his, his, sort of his judo game. And, and, and oh, I can't remember the name of the other game that goes along with it but he basically showed them the basics of jiu-jitsu and then they just expanded it and said look we're going to stay on the ground yeah keep the fight on the ground and carry on going from here you know um and i've really chewed that up badly but that's that's pretty much what's happened with so in wrestling they're not actually going for for a submission or what are they doing they're more pinning them down yeah they're they're pinning them and there's it's about control would that be right yeah there's different types of wrestling so you've got the the freestyle stuff that you see in the states, and that's yep. that's a kind of a, a, a sport where they're trying to pick, get the guy on his back. Yeah. Whereas with jujitsu, it doesn't matter. You go on your back, you carry on fighting. You're you're looking for a submission. So that's why in wrestling they're not as worried about giving up their back. Well, you know, like getting on their hands and knees, and then they can they push themselves back up. Whereas in jujitsu, you do not want to give up your back to someone, do you? In in jujitsu, you're gonna if you give up your that's that's what we call prime real estate. So yep. if if you get someone's back, you, that's the best chance you've got of finishing them because all your limbs are facing forward, all the guy's limbs that he can fight you with are facing, facing away. away from you and his neck is pretty easy to to hook in and so get. So you flatten them out, stretch them out, kink the neck. Um, yes. Which has happened to McGregor in his, in his fight with Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah well, when, when Nate Diaz got McGregor, what happened was um, I think McGregor was – Looking to get submitted. Yeah, he was going to get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, he knew he was going to get knocked he had out. Enough. I reckon said, he had I've, enough. Yeah, didn't, didn't Nate say that at the end of the fight? I think he he, he might. Yeah, he obviously. What he said something along the lines. Of, I said yeah, saying about they yeah they, they're all they're all strikers and then at the end they always want to do jiu jitsu. Yeah, that's right. Some, something along them lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, funny. I've seen a lot of amateur. I've been to a lot of amateur fights with Tim actually, and yeah, they're good. Yeah, mostly at the pub. Am- started by Tim. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, <laughs> There's a, there's a local guy that we used to train with a guy called Brenton that we used to go and follow. Yeah. Um, Brenton Mumford. He's still he's still um, he's still fighting. He's a, he's a bit of a beast. But 
Yeah, we used to go and watch him, and um, we used to go up to this um, fight World Cup, and then it went on. I think he's fighting XFC now. But what you'll see is the the difference between the amateurs and and as when the main cards come on, those guys are like moving up towards professional. Yeah. And um, what you'll see is, especially in the in the real sort of early stages of the amateur guys, they will have had enough, but they don't want to get knocked out, so they will pretty much roll over, give the guy their back, so that they can. Tap. Tap. So they'll get rear naked choked and they'll get the tap. So they'll take a loss and... But not the head damage. And, and they won't take the head trauma, yeah. Quite smart. Have you ever, uh, just talking about jujitsu, obviously, have you ever injured? Is there anything that stands out in your mind of anyone, like injuries and stuff like that? I had, it? funnily enough, I was I was rolling with a guy yeah. once and, um, yeah, he had he was on top. Yeah. And he yeah. was kind of springing around like a, like a cat and, and his toe dislocated. And no, his toe snapped off. Didn't dislocate. His toes, his toe totally yeah. dislocated. <laughs> slash, what what do they call it when he punches the skin? Compound. Oh, compound. Compound. It was a compound. Yeah. It would be a. Com- it's the only one I've ever seen a compound dislocation. So I was rolling with Tim, and Tim was winning because this is this is eight years ago, seven eight years ago, seven, mm. seven and a half still years. Still a long time. Still ago. registered it's a as a lethal weapon. He is. That's oh, he's a beast. This. He was good. He was good. But yeah, so he's he's on the top, and then just in the gap between his pinky toe and his toe here, there's just this white shiny ball, <laughs> and his toe had dislocated, and then compound fractured through that. Is that fractured? Fractured and fractured. split through there. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Oh, mate, it was it was no good. It didn't it didn't hurt at the time. It was just like a pop. And yeah. I had to say stop, 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 stop. And then we looked down. I could just see my toe pointing sideways. <laughs> in the, the shiny, <laughs> the shiny, average. mate. You could yeah. see the 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 spot where the arthritis is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we'd have yeah. a little bit more room actually here, and I was hoping you guys might be able to show us some moves. Maybe no time, chance. Maybe next time I come down. He has been trying to, and I know he wants to get okay. me back on the mats okay. so he can just choke me out. I'd love to have Strangled. a go, but I'll just have my shoulder put back together. So I don't think it's my you, sport. Mate, I don't you think it's a sport it. for me. I don't think it is. It's, no, it's it is 100%. It is a good sport. Everything hurts on me. It's and good I fun. Still go. You know, so good addictive. crew, good bunch of guys. Actually, Portal. portal uh, oh, yeah, I've got my shirt. Yeah, Portal. It's the only one without. Like, sh- we got a shout out to the local Jiu Jitsu crew. My, my local club is Portal. Portal Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Good bunch of guys. Yeah. Well, I better see a lot of comments below from the dudes at Portal. Yep, I'll I'll tell them both of them. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's two I'm more sure two it. more listens than we normally get. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so we're just around the corner actually from Tim. So we're the local industrial. I try not to, to let people yeah, know. We, where well, I live. So it's last time, all the girls. Last time Tim showed his face on the pod, yeah. we had yeah. to, we had to shut it down. Yeah, it just no just dudes just ringing <laughs> in. Okay, <laughs> just dick pics. Constantly. Yeah. Oh. This is going downhill. So you mentioned yeah. the UFC before. Yeah, I did. Uh, so one of the Ben Askren pointed out <laughs> yesterday. Ben Askren pointed out yesterday that they've got a couple of dramas at the moment, and that the majority of their champions can't fight I know. in the men's division. So you've got Cejudo has vacated one twenty five and one thirty five. Yeah. Yep. You've got Alex Volkanovski stuck in Australia. Yeah, he's down in Sydney, I think. You've got Khabib stuck in Russia. You have. You've got. Is Adesanya? Uh, no, no, no. So Kamara Usman can fight. Yep. Oh, hang on, I've missed. A, I've missed a weight division. One six five. Who's the champ at one six five? Oh, had a shocker there. Yeah, I'm gonna have a shocker because 
one of the things I'm always Oh, not 165. No, 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 no. So Khabib, Khabib's at 155, stuck in Russia. 170, you've got Kamara Usman yeah. who, who can fight. He, he's the only one in America at the moment. But then at 185, you've got Adesanya. And then you've got 205, you've got John Jones. John Jones, he's, re- he's reference he's retired. Or he's had he's enough. not fighting. Or so. he, was, saw, he was out taking spray cans. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> off the riders, which is probably a good thing. He's yeah. uh, trying to be a good um, leader in his community. Yeah, uh, I like that. It was basically, for any of those people at home that didn't see it, uh, John Jones, UFC lightweight, light heavyweight champion, um, was out in the streets of Albuquerque, I think it was, basically taking spray cans off the young young fellas that were yeah, out there looting and on carrying him. on. Uh, it's basically saying they're not doing anything for, for the for the cause, which yeah, I'm not going to judge that either way, but I would have thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I like from, from a guy that's probably not got great uh, decision-making skills himself. Yeah. That was probably a good good leadership. You wouldn't mess with him, would you? No. No, God no. Here you go, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Mate, here's the can. He's, a bit, he's, he's a bit light for me, to be honest. Two, 205. Like. Did you see how... <laughs> God, I don't know, he's, he's not 205 at the moment. What do, you, what do you reckon he walks around at? I reckon, God, he'd be 230, 240. Wow. Mate, what's that, we, we used what's to... that in Australian kilos, though? Oh, God. Bugger all. Well, it's 2.2, so... Yeah, two twenty. So be a yeah. hundred kilos. Yeah. He's what six got four. Him. I've got him. You've got him. And then you got Stipe, Stipe Miocic or Miocic, 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 Miocic. That's probably a better pronunciation. Um, he's a firefighter doing his day job. So the UFC, I like him. I like him. The UFC's only got basically one champion at the moment that can fight. Even though they're pairing on with their with their cards and they don't yeah. know they're back on track. Well, Why don't to fight Ireland? Because it's, it's over in Florida now. So they were going to yeah, do the Fight know. Island and then it... I think off. the realities of the world kicked in. Explain it was like, that. It was like was Enter gonna, the Dragon. He was going to buy his own island. He's just... Uh, Dana White just said, and then right, that's where we go fight. I can't, I can't fight. That's where the, the internationals the, were going to fight. They're going to fly him into the island. But potentially logistics can. is... He's still keen. You're dealing with a lot of different countries and a lot of different customs, laws. Like, I think it's probably just too much to navigate right now. Like... Trying to make fights and then working out whether or not the fighter can even get it. So Volkanovski, for instance, if, yep. if Dana puts Fight Island on, and he's got to fly from here to there, How the does border he get closed it, yeah. when he comes back. Mm. Yeah, but I suppose if you come back with enough money, you don't mind <laughs> sitting in fourteen days in a hotel, in fourteen day island. There. But it, will just the, eating chips and. Eat. But how real is that? I haven't been to an airport since all of this happens. Like. Can you just fl- get on a flight and fly out of the country at the moment? I don't think so. I don't think there's that many. Although they could probably it. charter the champ for a private jet. Mm. I'm sure you get on something. They're getting people. They're getting people moving around when they need to. Mm. But That's he's been. Right. He's been on. Um, I've, I've got an Instagram account which I switch on sort of every once a month What's or something. Did you want to plug your yeah, handle? Give it a plug. Absolutely no chance, no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's That's young EBJJ, but I probably won't add anyone. <laughs> <laughs> give him a follow. But um, I'll tell you, the best one is him, Aussie Astronomer. Is it Aussie Astronomer? It is Aussie Astronomer. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that in the, yeah, spa- we'll, in we'll the get, science we'll update. Like but yeah, so I um, do follow Volkanovsky because he happens to be, my mate's actually cornered him, um, the guy we were telling you, Brenton Mumford's cornered him. That's pretty him. cool. Well, yeah, it's he's a he's a nice dude because I met Volkanovski. Um, he come up and um, took a class, so I did a wrestling class with him up at Ganalabar, 
My mates brought him up. Uh, that was just that before cool. he got the UFC, got into the UFC. And before you, we started recording, you said you made him look pretty silly the day he came up. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> totally smashed him. Nah, um, so my mate brings him up, and he was he was looking like a real likely candidate for getting in the UFC then. And yeah. um, he took a class. Ex footy uh, player, ex NRL yeah, player, yeah, yeah, rugby league player. He's as genuinely nice in. Like in a room full of eight people, as he is, like when you see him on TV, pretty cool. think, uh, yeah, he's not faking it. He's a, he's a top guy, and I got to wrestle him, um, all but you know it was just totally him being polite. But geez, you get a feeling when you wrestle someone at that level, like oh shit, he would really smash my face. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was because all his movements were he's a wrestling based guy, top game, and and he was yeah everyone was a considered sort of position he, he transitioned into like and you're thinking shit I'm, I'm doing grappling if this guy's thinking about how he's going to rearrange my fight did you so we're trying to work out what that next title fight's going to be and potentially it's got to be kamara usman but who's he going to fight oh god the the amount of talk because i know yet yeah, I, I thought mcgregor was over in america but then i found out he's back in but there's been so much yeah. and then Masvidal has been having a little bit of a spat with him, but that's new wheels, man. And the, the I can't believe I'm surprised that's not just a the automatic fight. They're both in America. They both both got a good name going. Yeah, but does does Masvidal want it? Because I reckon I don't reckon he wins that. You reckon he's dodging it? I don't. I don't. I think um, you heard it here first. Masvidal is ducking Kamara Usman. I don't think he's ducking it, but I don't think he wins it. I don't think he'd duck anything. I think mm. if you chucked him yeah, with a rhino, so. he'd be keen. Yeah. Uh, he'd be keen. But Did you see Gaethje versus... Um, God, yeah. Tony? <laughs> mate, we were around my mates watching that. Yeah, that was epic. That did not go the way people thought it was going to... I... Or did they? I don't think um, that went that badly for Ferguson, considering he got to walk out there, because... He was training for a grappler the whole time. And even though Gage is an absolutely brilliant wrestler, he doesn't want to wrestle. He never he, goes to the ground. He knows how much time he's got. It's funny, a mate of mine was saying, you know, he'll sit there and go, I've got 18 minutes in me. Or I've got, you know, he'll tell you how, how much fight he's got in his body. He knows himself that well. And, um, yeah, he doesn't want to go down because wrestling's exhausting. Yeah. And he can bang. He can bang. That hook was just... You heard it without the crowd there. Yeah. And it was all of a sudden, oh, my God, this sounds like a dude punching a watermelon. Like, every time <laughs> <laughs> every time Ferguson got hit in the head, it's like, mate, that's dementia. Yeah. That's just <laughs> insanely hard. And how Ferguson just stayed on his feet. Like, he actually... Yeah, couldn't believe that, that he was taking all those shots, to be honest. Who dropped who? Gaethje was the one who went down at the end of the second. Or was it end yeah, of the first or end yeah, of the second? Yep. Yep. He, that was a, a peach. It was, that was that uppercut. And I was thinking, yeah, he's turned it around. Because I was rooting for Ferguson. And then, yeah, and then he's, yeah, there was a little adjustment going on in the corner with Gaethje. His coach had said, just wind it back a bit. Just stop, you know. just I think it was like drop 10%. Yeah, he drop, did. I heard that. Yeah. Drop something off your punches. He's trying to knock him out with every punch. Yeah, because he said that before. He said, oh, "I just I have so much fun out there. I just want to." And yeah. yeah, he gets kind of lost in a moment, but he's um, he's back in there swinging and jeez, 
he just took some off and found his focus. He got kind of got his bit back in his tank, it and it it was it was killing Ferguson. It was interesting to hear Eddie Bravo talk about being in Tony's corner, and ended up in the in the wrong spot. He's normally just sort of yeah. the sideline guy, you know, offering a little bit of advice on the on yeah. the tactics, and then ended up in front of him trying to help him save the fight, and it was just. He just said he felt like he let him down, which I thought was. I, I actually watched that with a bunch of jiu-jitsu guys, and uh, yeah, he come out and he he's, he's I can't remember what he what do he he offered him some aminari roll or something. Yeah, yeah, he told him to like try think, an aminari. Is that something you get from sushi train? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I've seen Tony do that when he's when he's fresh, but he looked like yeah. He looked like he'd had his lights half punched out. <laughs> yeah, like even I think even Eddie said that it was not the right time to offer nah. that, but he just got caught deer in the headlights and he's like, oh, try this. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that, that was the worst advice ever. Because <laughs> we were like, oh, all right. You know, yeah. there was no, you're not going to take, he's not going to take, as a, as a jiu-jitsu guy, he's not going to take a, a wrestler down. Wrestlers are better at takedowns than jiu-jitsu guys. Jiu-jitsu guys generally want to go down. So... You'll get, you'll get a jiu-jitsu comp and where you get points for being the guy that took the guy down, mm-hmm. but it's not a loss. So if you're a guard player, if you're the guy that likes to fight off his back anyway, you kind of go, ah, oh, shit, I've gone down, but all right, now we'll get started. I'll get those points back and we'll, we'll move on. So the jiu-jitsu guys aren't as good as the wrestlers as the takedown because that's everything for a wrestler. Uh, yep. Whereas with a jiu-jitsu guy... They're basically saying, I want to get started. But to get started, we need to get on the floor. But I don't want to concede points and then start, you know. So I don't want to start four points back. Yeah, okay. You know, so that's how that kind of works out. But, yeah, the wrestling guys are so much better uh, at the takedowns. There's no way Gaethje's getting taken down by Ferguson, even though Ferguson's a freak. Have you seen that Foxcatcher documentary? No, but I've heard, nah. it, I've heard it mentioned oh. a few times. That's What's that? So that's this. Oh, is has that got Steve Carell in it? <laughs> yeah, it does have Steve. It does have Steve Carell, which is really bizarre, but he plays a serious role. And it's just about, oh, it's a, um, a billionaire family that. Um, this just doesn't go up, does it? <laughs> it can. I can go around there. I feel like I'm like I'll go around mowing down. If you it's want, a, take bit. it out and hold it if you want. No, nah, yeah, she's good. I'll, she's fix good. It. I'll fix it. Hang on. No, 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 no you're good. So I think the guy, the guy, the movie he's talking about, the guy ended up fighting in the UFC in the early days. I'm fairly sure. So now bring it down a bit more. Oh, yes, sweet. So here we go. Back to where it was. <laughs> <laughs> you it I need some more beer. I need some more. Seeing as I'm off, um, off the wagon. Yeah, here we go. That's a strong gear. So what are we drinking again? Seven. Seven Mile. Seven Mile. West Coast IPA. Seven Mile Brewing in Ballina. Uh West Coast IPA. Thanks, mate. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cheers, mate. Oh, we didn't Thanks. even do a cheers. Cheers, oh, boys. Yeah. Cheers. I wanted to get some cocktails. I was telling you. Well, I've got some. I've got some stronger stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Hand, hand. COVID nineteen. This is seventy percent alcohol. This you, stuff. You've been having a shot of that every day since <laughs> Trump said <laughs> to get it on your insides, <laughs> yeah, didn't you? That's what I thought. Seventy percent. That must be good. We can drink that later. We'll get on that, and it's blue. Mm. Like Powerade. You don't need to put the um, what's that blue stuff that you put in a cocktail? That yeah, that's going, that's going nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, 
<laughs> anyway, Foxcatcher, back to your story. Foxcatcher. So there, he's a billionaire that basically wants to see the Americans uh, win, you know, win at wrestling again. And yep. he, in, in the end, basically, I mean, I won't, actually, I won't spoil the ending. You should watch it. It's just absolutely the most bizarre character. And I actually saw, so there's a doc, there's the one with Steve Carell, but then there's also actual proper documentary oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually two, and I've watched both. Joe Reagan gets angry about this all the time. About, about this, what? About the, about the movie. The Foxcatcher in the fact that it's not true? No, there's like some tiny little detail <laughs> that they changed in the movie that Joe doesn't is like. Is this an old movie? Yeah, yeah, it's been around for ages. Oh, this is the one the wrestlers yeah. all, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Move yeah to, they move out know. to the ranch. Yeah. And, but it's, I mean, you've got to watch it. It is bizarre, this character. Because he be fights honest, in the UFC at some point. I, don't, I didn't think the UFC, he does wrestle. Or maybe, sorry, he fights in mixed martial arts. He does point. wrestle, but the, the actual, the guy himself, but the, the billionaire, but you've got you've to watch it. And Steve Carell, to his credit, does a bang on job with the character. He's, he's, got, a serious, he's got a serious side to him. Have you seen that Morning Wars? No. It's uh, on Apple. No, 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 no. So he plays like a, um, oh, plays a bit of a creep, to be honest, because he it's, it's like a... About breakfast TV in America, and he's like the the co-host, but it comes out that he's been doing inappropriate things with some of his um, colleagues. What specifically? <coughs> what, what, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can watch that for yourself. Yeah, tell us, tell us. Yeah, we want the good bits. Anyway, it's it's, it's Steve Carell, very serious. But yeah. I've been watching another show of his. It's called Space Force. I thought it'd be right uh, up your alley. So I we actually I think it might have been Sunday night. We put that on, and I. Was that tired? I don't even think I made the opening scene. Check it out. It's it's basically as if, you know, when Trump announced that there's going to be a space force and there's going to be another arm to the defense. That's uh, correct. Well, they've played on that and they've basically, um, yeah, they're trying to get to the moon. I I saw that and then it said, from the guy that brought you the office. And I was like, (laughs) that was Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is a legend. My favourite comedian. Oh, I'm watching one of his shows at the moment. Afterlife. Afterlife. So yeah. Afterlife is not – It's Afterlife is one of these movies. It's funny, but then it's an absolute tearjerker as well. Mate, I go from yeah. pissing myself last yeah. into bawling, crying. <laughs> Missy, put it on, Missy put it on the telly the other night and then went to sleep. So I'm like sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. Just it's, crying on my own. It's just yeah, – you, you're, you're from one extreme to the other in the space of about five minutes. But <clears throat> So that's brilliant, but he's got a lot of – a lot of obviously, uh, you know, good series. I mean, The Office is a is a classic. I've never really, ro- I've never really watched the British version of The Office. It's uh, oh, the American the American version. You may as well. I know everyone says that. Burn it. That's the and uh, another. Series I reckon it's pretty hilarious. good though. I love it. Uh, I know what's the shit stirrer in The Office. You know the shit stirrer in the American version. Like I don't always, know. I, I've it, never watched it. He's always one. taking the piss out of the. Uh, I don't know. He's oh, taking, I couldn't watch the American one. Maybe. He's, yeah. So he, he's the new guy. He's the he's the Jason. Is it Jason Bourne in the TV series? In Jason Bourne? No, I haven't seen that either. Oh, I don't know. But you got to watch the sec. Another one's called Extras. So oh. Extras is hilarious. So that's another Ricky Gervais. Um, and it's basically he plays a part of an extra in movies, and they have a lot of celebrities come in. And but there's, there's definitely The Office. You've got to watch that. Version, no, I don't. The original I'm not version. That's old you as well. To. It's, but it's still a classic. Mate, it's good. We used to watch it when we were snowboarding. We have it. And, and they used to play it in New Zealand at the time. And we'd all go around watch it in a why didn't we get? Why did we get the American version heavier than we did the British version? Because he's a brilliant businessman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so he wouldn't want to have made it himself. 
But, you know, I think he, he likes only made mo- two seasons. Yeah, he likes to move from project to project. But, I mean, you know, obviously. Oh, there's only two seasons it's of the two British Two seasons of the British ones is like seven of the. Is it seven yeah. or eight? Yeah, there's of heaps of the American yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Any other good stuff on. Do you watch that Momentum Generation? That was I required, did. I required did. viewing. Required I viewing. And I, did, I, did I did watch that. I've started to notice, <laughs> and it's something I may have spoken on a pod previously psychopathic tendencies <laughs> in elite sportsmen. Oh god, yeah, and not that Kelly Slater's not a psychopath. I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but the, just that there's something in them that just like that white line fever. That so I didn't watch that. What's the so momentum generation is uh, like the Kelly Slater story, or not just Kelly Slater, but Kelly Slater's crew. Yep, and they were called the Momentum Generation, or Momentum was a surf film. Yeah, they made, they boy, made Taylor yeah. Steele. It was like yeah. the first surf film that had like punk so rock. Was that a surf yeah. film or a surf team? No, no, it was a surf film. So remember, film. like, I don't film. know if you watched, we, you know, watched surf videos when you were a kid, and there was just like punk rock in the background. I used to watch skate videos. I, like I was going to say, plan B, plan B. I was going to say, Rodney Mullen, you would know because, like, the video was it the video where your truck's getting flipped is in a skateboard video. It's in heaps of uh, yeah, yeah he, surf movies. He's um, what happened? Why have oh, I not heard this story? Well, I've, I had a so I actually had a Land Cruiser FJ40. And the greatest vehicle of oh, all time. Absolutely yeah. mint. Soft top, no roof. Anyway, we're oh, down at the, uh, we're at the sand dunes in uh, Kernel and we've flying around. Anyway, I've hit this sand dune and we've launched the car. You know, I don't know. It's come about maybe two metres in the air and landed down beautifully and drove away. Anyway, I've had this guy come running across and he was filming a surf movie and he's like, hey, do you mind if I get some footage of you doing that again? I'm like... <coughs> Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Let's do it. let's do it. So then I've I've gone around. I've had two mates jump. I had there was four of us in the car. So the two in the back have said, "No, no, we're we're getting out." Because <laughs> you know what it's like in the back of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up. So we've gone around, and obviously it's getting filmed this time. So I've hit it twice as hard. <laughs> we've launched the car. It's landed. It's come down, landed on its side, then let it bounce straight onto the roof. So anyway, what the. As it's happening, I kind of, it was sort of, you know, it's like adrenaline kicks in and everything's happening in slow motion. So I remember myself, my back hitting the sand because we didn't have any seatbelts on. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That's great. My back hit the sand and I remember looking at the car thinking, shit, here it comes. And then bang, it come down and I ended up being on my back in the driver's seat, luckily, because we had a proper roll cage and everything on I've it. I've always so wondered what happened to you, Tim. That's <laughs> this is 100% what happened. That's one of the cars I smashed that week. <laughs> and then I looked across and my mate was actually buried into the sand, not moving. Oh, shit. So I've managed to crawl out of the window. Wipe your prints off him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked around and tried to run and realised it was being filmed. So I managed to crawl out the window. We went to every body stage. A lot of people had run over. Yeah. We ended up flipping the car over. My mate was fine. We all ended up being fine. Very luckily, the dips were bent like bananas. Like I mean, they were like on a forty-five what, degree angle. What'd you tell the insurance company? <laughs> the it was an accident. No, well, it was stolen. In those days, you, if you're driving off well, I didn't have off-road insurance, and it was going to be nearly impossible to prove how I did that on the road. <laughs> so that was a car that was a complete write-off. Obviously, that is a shame. My dad had one of those as a kid. I think. Oh. Yeah, Four speed. That car's in a ton of surf videos. So, so, so we're, 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 back where, to are, we where yeah. are we looking? Where are we looking? Where are we looking? One videos? of them's called the Circus. Actually, I think there's a VHS behind you with that it's on it. I found an old VHS player the other day. There you go. Wow. Here's one I found. It's earlier. Yeah. If so only that, we knew that, how to play a VHS. That, that was not set up at all. It was, actually, it actually wasn't. wasn't. But yeah. What happened is the other day because we've obviously all been in lockdown. Yeah. 
I dug the old VHS player out the uh, out the cupboard and I found that there are a lot of my old astronomy vi- movies that I used to kind of watch. One on Stephen Hawking there, one on planets and different things. Mike Stewart and Mitch I found, Rollins. Yeah, I found uh, Mitch I found Rollins that. is a Gold Coaster, I think. Bodyboarder. I'm not sure. That's 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 the first one I was in, but I, that ended up being so. It's in the stack section of, of a lot of sort of movies. Wow. Yeah, yeah so funny. back to Jack, hopefully that's on YouTube. That that was a crew when I was back in London. I I watched a load of surf movies and was like, I want to do that. I want to learn how to surf and I wanted to learn to surf and skydive. Yeah. When I watched Momentum, I was thinking, Shit, I remember reading that. I remember when um, Kelly burned Rob and he and he cut back and and um, Rob Machado was getting that barrel mm. and and Kelly's cheering and, and he comes back and, and and they bump hands or they slap he high hands. Fives and, him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and then it's like it gave um, Kelly a chance to go back out and get another wave. It seems very, very calculated. They, they were make, they were insinuating that Kelly basically pretended to high five him just so he could get priority on the next wave. Yeah, it, it was it was funny, but I remember that, and then I think, fuck, I remember these guys, and I didn't put it all together, and then and then I realised, oh, they all lived in a house together, and yeah. So well, without spoiling the the documentary for people, it basically follows a group of kids that all ended up on the north shore of Hawaii together, hanging out, and they basically took over the surfing scene and. They all starred in a movie that was the first surf video with punk rock in the background, which which spawned its own offshoot of actual cons- festivals yep. that, where they'd go and you know play punk rock and. Mate, I used to love Vans Warped Tour. All that sort of stuff yep. started originally. I led well from originally. what they're saying from back in. Well, I think this they, I think they nicked that off the of skaters really, because skaters were doing those sort of punky garage punk videos for years before that and then and then that's what they did they went from that endless summer style yeah you know that scenic oh and here we are we're all rocking up at this beach from nowhere and then yeah and i ride long boys and it was like but that's how you used to find out new bands i mean it was yeah it was rage in the morning or you'd have a you know surf or skate you know used to skate so a lot of skate videos you'd hear a song you'd i mean it's, it's changed now have you have you been in a band like that I have been in a punk band. <laughs> he, he was he was the man. What, what was the name of the band? Good question. No, but what was the name of the band? So the name of the band was Good Question. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> True so, story. And the, the story, what it is, we actually walked into a, uh, we were in a, a, a punk club. It was like an underground punk club in Sydney that we wanted to. What was it called? Oh, mate, I can't even remember the name of it now. But there used to be a really good underground scene in uh, in Sydney kind of back in the 90s, yep. the 2000s. Uh, and it could be now. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not me at the moment. But we spoke to the promoter about getting a gig and, you know, we've been talking to him a few times and we sort of got to know him and he said, yeah, yeah, perfect. I'm going to give you guys a go. What he's up to? And I can't remember, you know, it was like yeah. four, five, six weeks away. And he's like, what's the name of your band? And we looked at each other and said, oh, yeah, good question. As in, yeah, good question because we didn't even have a band <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's hilarious. And we're like, okay, I guess that's it. <laughs> so we just ran with that. But, yeah, it was a bit of fun. I mean, it never really went anywhere, but it was never really about that. It's just kind of, you know, hanging out, playing music and good times. You were skating then? Yeah, 100%. He's still a good skater. A skater. Not anymore. He He's not anymore. I f- what I find now when I hit the deck, there's no more graceful roll out of it. It's basically just... I'm not sure they come through on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound. Solid impact. <laughs> My kids ride scooters. Yeah. So we're down the skate park. Aiden 
Tim's boy rides a skateboard. We're down a skate park. He rocks up. He's got his skateboard under his arm. He drops the bowl at Barlina. It's like totally. I I was like, eh, he's not going to do it, you know. Like he's just going to do some kick flips and that, and just shreds the bowl. Helmet? No helmet. No helmet. Too hardcore. Nah, just <laughs> under his arm. No one was even expecting him to do anything that other than shuffle along. And it's like, and my missus is there going, oh. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's just like this dude, you know, you're like, everyone's just panicking because he's just like gone <laughs> over the, the edge. And, call the ambulance quick. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're like waiting to um, to rescue him. And then he just shreds the bowl and then comes out like it's nothing. Like, oh, my God. Learning some stuff about you tonight, Tim. Mate, we, I tell you, my garage I reckon would be very similar to Youngies. It's the the – the things that could have been. I think there's not much that nah, he's I good. haven't tried. He goes good on the skateboard. Actually, we – and I think the reason that we get we get along a lot, we've been good friends for years now, is that pretty much there's not much that I would say to you, Mark, hey, would you have a go at this? And he does it and probably <laughs> vice versa. We're pretty much up for trying anything and everything. I say to people, they go, oh, you're turning 40. I'm turning 40 this year. They're going, you're going to have a midlife crisis. I had a midlife crisis when I turned 18. <laughs> Mate, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, no, I've been like, I've got to get it. I've got to do I'm more. I've got to do it. I've got to try this. All. So, I mean, for me, pretty much turning 40 and having a midlife crisis is normal. I mean, it's not much. Yeah, I've been in one since I'm not forever. <laughs> I've been in one since forever. Well, maybe I'll need to have one. Yeah, definitely. Mate, he's, <laughs> he's got me into every single sport since I've been here. In fact, he's the reason I did jiu-jitsu. He got me into kayaking, spearfishing. Kayaking. Kayaking. What would a kayaking? We did that for a while. Right, what a kayaking? I can do an Eskimo ride. You're going to say kayaking. Kayaking. Mate, he, and I'll tell you the thing about him is he took me kayaking and we we waited till a flood. Do you remember that time it was seriously flooded? There's a certain river he took us to that you're not supposed to kayak when it hits a certain height. Solo man. Do you remember him? Yeah, no. I do you remember Solo Man, man? <laughs> sliding down the banks, <laughs> yeah. off the waterfall. Mm. Well, that yeah, waterfalls. We didn't really do any waterfalls. We nearly killed me, didn't we? No. What happened? Is we, we got theme. to a corner and we pulled over. Yeah. And I'd said to Mark, "Don't. We can't see the back end of this rapid. Don't go through it." And he's just charged straight into it. <laughs> I didn't know it's dangerous. Yeah. It ended up being because uh, because the river was in flood. Obviously. You know, a river will follow a certain line, but yeah. when it floods, it'll push wherever it wants to go. And it just so happened that it had flooded a bank and was pushing straight through all these trees. And oh, shit. So Mark's gone around the corner and he's just gone straight through all these trees. And we've we've sort of seen him go in and haven't seen him come out. And, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, wasn't, yeah, that was one of the times you probably nearly died. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> it was good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. That what was good, good fun. fun. What I was trying to say before. Yeah. All these guys that are the absolute goats of their sport, they all they've all just got something in them like that they they once they cross the line they just nothing gets in their way. So Michael Jordan has been the the you know, the Netflix special, The Last Dance. You've got Lance Armstrong. I've got a I haven't watched that. There's a, there's one out on Lance Armstrong at the moment. It on Netflix. Really mm. good. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it on Could be on Netflix last night actually, yeah. And then you've got Kelly and it's basically all, you know, They'd throw their best friend under a bus to win. They would. I think they would. It's just I, interesting. It's that competitive, uh, the competitive edge. That the, I suppose that little difference that makes them, you know, 
didn't want mm. to drive for. for and that was the big thing with Kelly is that the only guys that could beat him ended up being his mates. So then he had to start beating his mates. Mm. Yeah, he kind of burned them a bit, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. It was but good they were all sort of seemed like that all buried the hatchet. Yeah. Well, I never, I never liked him from the time because I liked Rob because he was a goofy foot. Yeah. And I was a goofy foot, so it's like, yeah, he's my dude. And yeah. then, and then when Kelly did that to him, this is back when I, I couldn't even, I'd, I'd only, you know, I'd be reading the magazines, I couldn't surf, but I'd follow it and, and I'd be like, yeah, he's my dude, he's a goofy foot, and this guy's just, you know, like, he was kind of hated as well because he'd done the whole Baywatch thing and and was, you know, not that popular. He'd gone from being popular to unpopular and and was like the bad guy. And then he burns Rob, who's like everyone's favourite guy, like, mm. you know, Mr. Nice Guy. And then as he started getting older, he come back to being like the dude that well, all the 40-year-old guys like. They're like, yeah, he's doing it for us, you know. So it's like, it's, it's nice that he made that transition Everyone background. just started to recognise that he was just the greatest of all time at it. I think when like... Does he, does he deserve to be mentioned in the same same breath as some of the greats of other sports? Like, oh, more so. I've heard the argument that it's subjective, though, that because it's because it's judging and it's not like it's not like he's the fastest man in the world or the strongest man in the world or you yeah, know, but then, scored more points than anyone else. It's it's yeah, like ha- it's ha- judges made those decisions. Like, how many heats did he win because he was Kelly Slater? Okay, then. so if you're going to go solo. I'm not saying that's my point of view. I'm just saying that's a point of view. But it, yeah, but there's all there's always like um, variables that, that don't get factored in. Like, do you say okay, he's the greatest fighter of all time, and then you sort of go okay, well, someone like John Jones, who's kind of had things go his way, referee decision wise, or mm. he's had, you know, okay, he was he was just going to lose at the end of the first, or you know, he was a guy that th- this is the thing with it, like say the US going to the UFC like. You kind of hear Joe Rogan saying, "Oh, okay. If a guy at the end of the fight is winning in in real life, that's winning. Whereas you're you're not factoring in the variables. Like, okay, so at the end of the first round, he was getting his ass kicked, but then he got a minute to rest. Same with I yeah. get that argument though, because a fight in the street, whoever was winning at the end, oh, that guy won the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, but you're but, not in the street. You're in a yeah, competition. But, but but in the street, did no you rest. get a minute rest? Yeah. Because no. you know that time when you were just at the beginning of the fight getting your ass kicked and then someone said, hey, you can sit on a stool. If you well, lose three rounds, you should lose the fight. If, I don't know. If they happen to be the first three rounds, yeah. you should lose the fight. I think, I think like if there's five rounds and you've lost three of the, fo- of the, of the five, then you've lost a fight. It doesn't what if matter. you win the first four rounds but then you get your abs- ass absolutely handed to you in the fifth and you walk out looking like Nate well, Diaz? Well, you've, or you've won. Fact. You've won. Because, because – at the end of the day, the dude that's kicked your ass at the end or in the fifth round, he got a rest. So yeah. every time you could have knocked him out, he had the reprieve. So why not stick him in yeah, for Yeah, but what 20? if they're four, you know, four rounds where you technically win because you might have t- done some takedowns. Okay. Yeah, didn't and UFC some... start? It wasn't UFC 1 and I've actually got some old DVDs in there of UFC 1. Didn't I just pretty much just throw them in? Yeah, it was just it style was against style. No, and no time. There was I no reckon rounds. if it gets to the fifth round they should fight till there's a knockout or a submission. Well, I, there, was, there was no rounds in the original UFC. I'm sure of that. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm too sure new to the sport. Now. I don't know. I, I would I'd nearly be certain of that. I actually watched that on VHS, the very first UFC. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I've got some DVDs in A guy called Elliot Burstow brought it round and he was into the Wu-Tang Clan and he was um, 
He's a kung fu guy. Was it a jiu-jitsu guy that won the first one? It was um, Hoist. Grace, he, Gracie. he won the first. No, I don't think it was the first one. No, no, he won the first one, I think. I think he won the first three. Because, I, I, mate, the first time I saw jiu-jitsu, I'm like, this is shit. Because I'd grown up watching <laughs> kung fu, mate. <laughs> I wanted to see dudes doing be water. kung fu. You wanted, you wanted I some wanted Bruce to Lee. See, Mate, I did Jeet Kune Do. I did um, a Chan Chuan show. This, this I tried um, to show my kids how to do a nice roundhouse kick on Sunday. How'd that work <laughs> out? It's about snap my groin in half. <laughs> we, we did karate as kids. A bit of Shotokan, green belt, lethal weapon. We did Muay Thai. Muay Thai was good fun. Mate, he's good at Muay Thai. He's annoyingly good at everything. Now I know why he starts so many fights at the pub, Timmy. <laughs> Mate. A weapon. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Mate, I never want to fight anyone. He's a chess player. He's a chess. That's why I like cuddling. <laughs> Cuddling's good, mate. It is good. I like it's cuddling. It's good. It gives you time. I think it's maybe it's the guitar. He's because he's good at playing the guitar and that. It's, there seems to be something snappy is, about. Is he one of those? Is he one of those annoying people that just tries something and they're good at it? Yes. Not at all. Absolutely. Not at all. Absolutely. Says the guy with like a dozen guitars on. I the keep wall. buying guitars because I keep thinking if I get a new one, I might be better. And it just doesn't ever happen, mate. He's he's um he's he's what's he's he's humble, very humble. Yeah. He's, he's not at he's work. Humble. He's not he's, at work. He's, he tells everybody. He's humble on air, mate. He's basis. humble on air. <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah. He's humble on air, but no, he's he's um. We went to. They got me in as the third wheel to make up some privates, and we were doing CrossFit. Yeah, we just wanted it to be a little bit cheaper. And yeah, like, oh, that is exactly why. <laughs> After. <laughs> After convincing me to play um, indoor cricket, we were playing There's indoor no cricket. We we're playing indoor cricket. We'll get back to a story about that in a second. <laughs> I, I you won't run out of tape. Yeah, I was. We were playing indoor cricket, and then he decides just as I bowled a gear that we're going to now go and be UFC fighters, and they need a third guy to make up these so private he's, lessons. he's a one-season specialist. Just one season in, yeah. dominates out yeah. the sport. Go on. So I, I bought yeah. the wicket keeper gloves. <laughs> I bought a box, which at some stage got filled with deep heat, Tim. And <laughs> that wasn't me. Yeah. Alone. Alone, yeah. So, yeah. That's, just, that's why I have I no think, interest of getting in the, I think that's, the mats with you, young. That's its own podcast. Time, oh, we could do times a story that, just on times that. that Timmy's stitched up, young. Oh. Mate, he stitched me up. We're running oh, out of time, though. We need to get on to the, the, um, this week's science update. What do you We do need us? to, because I have a question. What about? I've got a so flat earth question. So, what's your question? So, I've, I was going to say this week, I thought, what something that I actually was, uh, blew me away is I went out, oh, I don't know, it's a couple of weeks ago now, to have a look at the uh, Eater's uh, media shower. Yep. And there was a comet, I can't remember the name of the comet. That was going to be visible, and I thought I'll just go check it out. And it was around four o'clock in the morning, and I, I pulled up down at the beach, um, down at Boulders. I was going to do that too. It was a bit cloudy up home, so I didn't worry about it. Oh, look, it was mint. It was absolutely mint. I pulled up anyway. I've looked up in the sky, and I've seen two satellites moving super slow, like really slow for what you'd expect to see a satellite. Normally, they're you know quite quick through the sky. Yeah. And then I've looked, and I've seen another one. Like, and then I, as I kept looking, there was like equal spacing, just the these satellites moving across the sky. And at the time, I, I had never seen it before. And I kind of in the back of my head was like, that must be the Starlink, which is Elon Elon Musk's new uh, satellites that he's launching up. What? Star, it's called Starlink. 
and it's uh, basically a network of satellites that Elon Musk's launching. So I think to date... Oh, you sent me this, yep. So to date, there's, I think he's got approval for about 11,000 satellites to be launched with uh, pending approval. And they're approved, so 11,000, with pending approval of about another 30-something thousand satellites. Are they so the shoebox size jobbies? They are. So they're small. I think at, at the moment, the ones that are up there are, are just for testing. So the idea of these satellites is they're a... Uh, hang on, let's pull a figure here. Just get, just get the IPA yeah, going, mate. Just get the See if we can get She's punchy, the old. That's yeah, that's the old IPA's got some geek <laughs> for a bloke that's not been drinking for a bit. <laughs> it's like seven and a half percent. So these Thanks, are mate. actually. Let me see if I can bring up. I was going to chuck. Actually, can you give? Can, we, can I grab a little half a glass there, Timmy? Hundred percent. Because that'll be it for me. So up, if he's look. So behind you on the screen, Maddie. Is that some sort of barcode? So what that is is what basically what you see. So they are a network of satellites, and if I go across. You can sort of see what it's meant to look like when it's finished. I've seen this movie and it doesn't end well. Mm. So what he's actually trying to do is it's a um, low-cost, high-speed broadband. So essentially these things communicate by a laser. So they get the information, they shoot a laser between each other. And the idea of it being in space is that in a vacuum, the speed of light, so information can travel at the speed of light. Yeah. And that's actually affected by certain things. So inside our atmosphere, that would make it a lot slower or we send it via fibre optics at the moment, so it's considerably slower. Whereas in the vacuum of space, you hit about 300 million metres per second, something like that, is basically what this information travels at. So what you're looking at on the screen, and you potentially can't see it if you're obviously listening, is a network of um, satellites. So, you know, I mean, it's, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of them. It's amazing to see. So there's, there's a lot of going to stop them all from crashing into each other. They can actually be they can actually be controlled. So he can control everything. They can move them so that they actually don't hit space junk. And so essentially, at the Elon end Musk, of the, visionary, uh, man of the people, or well, I'd say there's a lot of the issue with this at the moment is, and it's already a problem with astro- rep, rep, reptilian overlord. What what do you reckon? Well, that's the problem is when you take photos. So you take an exposure of say a uh, you know galaxy or nebula. It's a it's it's hours of footage. So when you see a beautiful picture yeah. that someone's um, actually taken, and oh yes, I've seen this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's not a thirty-second shot or you know two-second shot. So all, the, all the space nerds like you are getting cranky because he's ruining their photos. He's basically ruining the photos. So what what we're what you're talking about is when you have a network like what he's talking about, you are not going to be able to have a photo of the night sky that's not completely littered with. Uh, Why doesn't he paint them all matte black or something? So you are true in a they don't all reflect. So depending on where the sun's positioned in the Earth, you won't always see them. You can actually go to um, if you Google Starlink. Isn't truck, there a paint that's like you can not reflective? Well, it's like it literally absorbs every piece of light that touches it. There's a oh, yeah, I don't know that paint. I, I can't remember what it's called. I know exactly what you're talking Bring about. Bring that up, young Jamie. Oh fuck, that on there. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, at the end of their life cycle, so you, you're true in some way. You won't always see them. Yeah. And they'll be different brightnesses. But you can actually look at a thing called Starlink Tracker and it'll tell you when they're going to pass over. You can go out and see them. It's absolutely amazing to see. I stood there for about – I went to actually see one thing, but for pretty much the whole time I stood there just watching this train of satellites just can come over the sky. It was the most amazing thing. And I've it's all about seen. reliable internet for regional areas or something. It is. It's high-speed, cheap and reliable internet. Those things at Glad. the end of their life cycle, he actually they bomb them back yeah, into the atmosphere and they burn up about ninety five. But what he's quoted is or what SpaceX have quoted is roughly ninety five percent 
of the satellite will actually burn up. It's only uh, essentially the central tri- the central chamber that houses the laser because that has to be of a higher temperature. Uh, that that won't burn up on reentry, but essentially come through your roof. <laughs> well, you'd hope they'd pump it into the ocean, but not that that's a good thing, by the way. But no. basically, at the end of their life cycle, they are designed to burn up on reentry. I feel like the jury's most, out. Most satellites um, are designed to are designed to. Is, they've got a ten year window be, before they they have to pitch back down into the uh, atmosphere and burn up. Yep. So they can control them. I mean, you look at that network, it's it's massive. So they actually have the ability to steer those things. And it's yeah, crazy, okay. the size of a shoebox. But yeah. I think they're all prototypes at the moment. I don't think anything that's up there is uh, actually going to be what they're using. Essentially what they're doing now is a lot of testing on steering and so how it all works. he's selling all his possessions. He's just going to be... He's already done it, except Gene Wilder's house. I can house. see that. Yeah. He's kept Gene Wilder's house. Good, good, good choice. Yeah, apparently it's all freaky and pimped out and... So, so you go your, from space, my, space link. My question was good, right? Because so Dragon went up. Did you watch that? Oh, so that was oh, the yeah, weekend, SpaceX yeah, launch. Yeah, so SpaceX was, went yeah. up, Dragon went up. And, um, I did watch that. I was, it was quite good. I was sitting in the front room with Max and uh, he's going to spaceships fast, Daddy. And I'm like, well, you know, initially they're not that fast and within about three seconds of launching it was doing 250 k's an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the speed goes down there and I'm like, Oh, maybe they're faster than I thought. I thought it would kind of squat for a while, and <laughs> but it really started hooking in. And I knew to to basically for a satellite to not fall towards Earth, it needs to be going at a speed where it falls faster than you know, so that it matches the curve of the Earth in its fall. So technically, the space station is falling. That's toward, assuming the Earth is round. Yeah, assuming the Earth is round, which yeah. is a, a safe bet. I didn't think I'd see it, but it's up for debate. It is up for debate. It is. It yeah. is, and um, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm saying, oh, it's going to have to get up to seventeen thousand five hundred k's an hour to catch up with the space station because that's the speed it goes to stop it falling towards Earth because it 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 is technically falling towards Earth, but it's also traveling with the, the curvature of the Earth, so it's it's always falling at the same curve of the Earth. Yeah. And because there's no resistance, it kind of stays at that 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 pitch, and it, it's it's a, a calculation they get bang on, and and so yeah, they're technically because they they are still subject to Earth's gravitational field. But I watched the capsule hit like twenty five thousand yeah, k's yeah, now. Over twenty five thousand. So I, I thought they were going to go straight up and marry up and meet it, but then. It's like a couple of days, isn't it? Did I, so there's quite a considerable amount of... So it was like 19 hours. Something like 19 hours between... They're, yeah. on, the spa- they're on the space station now. They're on the space station yeah. now, but it was something like 19 hours. I mean, there is a window, which is why they can't delay like that. The initial launch, which was meant to be Wednesday, the the window was something like five minutes, ten minutes. It was, it was meant it was nothing. So essentially the storm that caused them to delay it Within about five ten minutes, they knew that it, it was um, it had basically passed and it wasn't going to be an issue. Yeah. But they don't their window of launch it was that basically that window. They did not have She's an gone. opportunity. It's gone. Like we are going to miss now. Miss the space station. You know, it, it didn't work anymore. And essentially, that's those fine decisions because I mean, originally they had to launch for Wednesday. Couldn't you imagine how many millions of dollars that costs? 
to go for that launch, they fueled the rocket. Yeah. And then they have to basically completely Did I did I take all the fuel off? They out? take all the fuel off, oh they God. they unfuel it, they everything comes down, it's it's back to square one and I mean that that would have to cost millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. The next thing they're doing by twenty twenty four, so essentially that was one of the first American uh, manned space flights since uh, I think it was 2011. It was a fair while, yeah. It's been a while. They've been relying on the Russians to get them to the space yeah. station. Yeah, so Kazakhstan. The next, the next target is the moon in 2024 and then obviously Mars. Uh, You'll do it? They'll do it. They'll definitely do Hashtag it. Hashtag I mean, boots on the moon. It's happening. Well, essentially what they're doing is there's going to be a, a, an, a, a similar to the International Space Station. There's going to be a constant space station orbiting the moon and they're going to actually have a manned station on the moon and that will be something that's getting so basically they'll be traveling from the the moon's orbit down to the moon building an actual land-based station and there they're going to be doing things like the idea is Is they then is there ice on the moon 100 percent. so if you actually look there's the moon there you can see here up the top here that's all so that's is that the moon that's the moon (laughs) it's a lot smaller i've shrunk it down and shinier than i remember yeah (laughs) But basically, I mean, that's it's water. So water is what? Hydrogen and oxygen. So the idea being that they can produce, you know, extract the hydrogen for rocket fuel. They can obviously have drinking water and then yeah. oxygen for breathing. So yeah. the idea is to have a mine uh, on, on the moon, um, which I suppose, you know, is that a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's, that's a, pretty that amazing. It's pretty amazing. And Next then, then it, there'll be a big chunk out of the moon. Like you'll just see a big <laughs> dip. Right. Like, There'll be protesters. Actually, that reminds me of another show that you might like on it's a, on the Apple uh, streaming service called for, "For All Mankind," and it's from the point of view: what if the Russians had to beat the Americans to the moon? Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I haven't. Because seen basically, it. once yeah. the Americans got their first, the space race stopped. Like yep. it, it was all over. But this sort of go, toys with the idea of well they would have kept going and would have been the first to do this and the first to do that it's not a bad show i haven't got all the way through it yet but it's something they're talking about is they're trying to find the ice on the moon yeah yeah very good um brings us nicely on to battlestar galactica (laughs) and the box set i bought the other day that's you yeah it's still good still good haven't seen that one the um not the very first lot with a the guy from the A team in it, but the the reboot in two thousand and early two thousands. But what they're going to do it again, so there's going to be another Battlestar Galactica. The the question I got for you: people that believe the Earth is flat and that that something's being hidden from us, what where what I don't understand what they think we're then on. If it's flat, look, what's the bigger picture? Look, what's outside? What's Tells. on? What's outside the disc? If, if, well, they, I mean, they have, or are they saying nothing? Well, nothing is there a wall of ice? Isn't it like the um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, but what's on the other side of the wall? The the people that are keeping their eye on. Well, the, the other yeah, side but what, of the wall. what are they on? Oh, I don't think they've got that far. So what are <laughs> the over? But that's that's my question, right? So if we okay, I'm with you. I'll go down the rabbit hole. We're on a disc. Then what? What's I, on? The, what's outside a, the disc? I've had a chat with a dude, and the rational thinking is way out the window like the sky is actually the stars are holes in the fabric or something like that and the stars light. are lights yeah but what's on the other side yeah. of the fabric people yeah but what are they doing so there's actually controlling a, us that's, that's yeah, but, <laughs> but, exactly are, but right. are they on a globe so you, you what you're asking is is actually one of the original um so 
and I'm going to not do this any justice. Or like, any like justice, it's like the Truman Show. I'm assuming that if you're flat Earth, you feel like we're all on the Truman Show. Yeah, it's they like, do. What's outside the? So one of the original thought experiments of thinking of the universe as being bigger than us. Yeah, uh, and it's in actually a documentary that Neil deGrasse Tyson did called Cosmos. And it was an actual um, philosopher at the time. And the question he had was exactly along the lines that you had. Was, if I, what is beyond it? If I shot an arrow, and the arrow went as far as it could possibly go, and it hits a wall, then surely there must be something on the other side of that wall. So then I could climb that wall, and I'd shoot another arrow. And that arrow would go as far as it could, and if it hit another wall, then the wall must have something behind it. So... Essentially, he was that was a thought, so what you call a thought experiment, which is you know, when you sort of sit there and think about it, and you, what you're saying is exactly right. If there's a dome and we're on a flat disc, then that doesn't prove that there's no space. What it actually does is essentially prove the same thing, but different. Like you're saying that there must be a universe. If there's a dome, yeah. there must be something on the other side of that. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, a lot of people that have these, we could thoughts, be, we could be. Oh, I'm, I'm there with, I'll, I'll go down any <laughs> rabbit hole if, as long as it keeps yeah, me entertained. Well, but there's got to be if, if that's the case, there's got to be something on the other side. There's got to be something on the other side. And to be I mean, honest, most people that believe in flat Earth have never been on a plane, at least an international plane trip. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would think you that, can you know, see the curvature of the Earth though, but it's not hard. So we've talked about this before. Essentially, there's a few points, and one of the main points that they'll always go back to, and I'll use the term they. You know, it's not like one group of people. There's a lot of offshoots of people that believe What I've found is there's actually arguing factions of the... Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, I'll tell you, one of, the, one of the things, the biggest things that doesn't make sense that is quite hard to explain someone is something like, okay, if there's curvature of the earth and I'm standing over a body of water mm-hmm. uh, and looking across, say, a lake, why can I see a building that should potentially be hidden by... The curvature of Earth. You know, if I do my calculations, the top of that building should not be visible. But there's a thing called um, uh, it's called like refraction of light. So yeah. essentially, what happens is light will actually bend around things like water, and it depends, and it actually varies dependent on the temperature of the water and the temperature of the air. Yeah. This is all proven science. And, I mean, it's one of these things that, that I suppose if you talk to someone, they, they will grasp at things like that. That's one example. But the, but we all know that the further you go away, you're going to see the top of the building last. Yeah, but we also That's know great. that if you're walking through the desert, you will see a big lake. Till you get to it and then find it's more sand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so that's, that, so that's, yeah, it's that's, like a mirage, that's, that's yeah. light, 100%. So light and refracted, you know, it yeah. will definitely play tricks on your eyes. So not everything that you see is necessarily true. I mean, and the mirage is a perfect example. You know, you'll see it when you drive down the road, you see light refracting. And th- that's, uh, that's, that's one of the biggest arguments you'll get. And it's a, hard, it's a tough one to argue because essentially you're saying, well, it's because of this. It's like, well, that's not true. It's like, well, okay, I mean... Very hard. So that's why a lot of people, they argue that, you know, science hasn't disproven a flat earth. Well, I think science has. Yeah. But you do not get scientists that dedicate their life to disproving... To proving something that's already... 100%, you know. I mean, it's someone that's... Well, they just wander off and go, yeah. Yeah, that's like right. I mean, it's, you'll find a million videos of people proving the earth's flat. You'll struggle to find scientists that put Although time and effort into proving the, the, the earth's round. The three of us did go and see that Sean Carroll book and I'm, I've gotten... No ability to disprove anything that he said, but none of it sounded real. Did sitting in his presence, did you all of a sudden you realize you're like, oh, 
God, I'm like playing too. Yeah. I didn't. Stupid. I didn't retain any of that information because I was worried I'd lost my car key. So I was looking for my car. Yeah, key that that was that was a bit of a distraction for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I found hard though? Apart from all of it, was just sitting there looking at him and and seeing how comfortable he was, just taking questions, carrying on with what he was going on with, and and staying on point and still understanding everything. While I was just sitting there again. I reckon a lot of those people are, there's two kinds of people. The people that actually understand and the people that are just pretending to understand because they want to sound smart. Oh, there was heaps of yeah. them there. There, yeah. were heaps, yeah. there was us. There was us three. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even pretend. <laughs> Let's be I'm, I'm, I'm glad Tim had got us slowly bumped back to Rose Ed so that we could all sit together. But... That wasn't up. They were upgraded seats, apparently. We were upgraded to the very. We must have been sitting on the mm. toilet. It was. A, it was a small room. That was fine. I ha- mean, haven't seen Brian Cox, and then yeah, going to see. Fun. Yeah, Brian Cox was really good. Yeah, yeah I wish sure. I had. I wish I had it come to that. That that was That's way good. better. From a, the perspective of visually, yeah, visually it was phenomenal. Visually, I, feel like, I, mean, I feel like Sean Carroll needed some sl- like a slide yeah, deck. Yeah, but see, Sean. I mean, what Sean Brian what. Brian Cox and Sean Carroll were delivering with two completely different things. Mm. So Brian Cox was doing a more, um, you know, similar to what you know. You'd look at if, Brian if, Cox was talking. If someone to was to say, "Hey, give tell me, <laughs> uh, you know, give me someone that I can go on," you know, I'm just new to mm. astronomy and astrophysics or quantum physics. Who should I go and uh, watch? You know, podcasts or videos. Yeah. Sean Carroll would 100% not be the person that you would send them to. <laughs> but Brian Cox is very much, you know, he's, yeah. his whole basis of why people enjoy Very it because he really breaks things down, you know, he to a level. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's the same. Yep. Carl Cox mm. would have been... Tim took uh, Carl, to sorry, an Carl, actual <laughs> lecture. Carl, Sa- Carl Sagan <laughs> would have been exactly the same in yep. his day, you know. He had the original series Cosmos, easy to consume, deliver it. I mean, this, this guy is a, you know, he's a professor. He's not interested in whether you understand what he's talking about or not. <laughs> he nah. doesn't care that you're walking into the room and, you know, these people just have no... And I, not what? in an arrogant way, but essentially, you know, he's there to talk. And I was trying to go back. I was trying issue. to think back. Oh, what's an electron again? Oh. <laughs> it's so, so hard, he's, eh? He's got, a, he's got a really good book. Actually, I've got a book of his somewhere. Is there a book behind you there? Is there a black book in the case there somewhere? I can't remember what it's called. Something deeply hidden. It's called. Is there a book on that? That's that's one of his. Is that the only VHS player in in Australia? Yeah. I don't know if that's suitable though. What's in it? The movie's like like, don't read it out. Don't read it out. It's not suitable. Grotty porno. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's something deeply hidden. So that's a book that Sean Carroll wrote to make um, you know uh, to bring uh, I suppose the mystery of quantum physics and his his many worlds theory. To the consumer that didn't have an understanding of quantum physics, let me assure you that he does not achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> he may feel like he achieved it, but yeah. I mean, you, you will. You now, there's pages of that book where you've got to read it like four times, <laughs> or paragraphs, that's, I should say, to kind of then. But it's a really good. Uh, you know, we probably. You know, I mean, obviously, you come along to that with maybe not much of an understanding of quantum physics, of many worlds theory, don't, and of his. Oi, don't point at me like you do know what quantum. Yeah, he's I don't. Do, no, no, he knows what he's I doing. don't. I, what I meant, what I was going on to say is that it's super complicated. I definitely don't understand it, and I actually went in with a hope that he was going to break it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why we more. were all there. And I look, looked at there thinking, no, he just spoke about. <laughs> He just spoke about you know quantum physics and many worlds theory. And yeah. He really didn't you know, give me any more information. Do you know the thing about that? 
that whole um, what would you call it? That it, that whole that whole night that annoyed me the most was that girl who stood up and went, "I'm a Marvel nerd," and I'm like, "Nah, you're just a chick who likes Marvel films like everyone else." Like, I'm a Marvel nerd. That doesn't oh, make you. Oh yeah, everyone yeah. wanted to know whether the Avengers Endgame story yeah. could have because because he, he contributed to the yeah. to the yeah, Endgame. Yeah, that's right. um, and he did the same thing with Thor and that. He gives some some um, advice on that. Is so that are we, are we out? GoPro gone. On that, the, the GoPro's on, died. The, that's basically the GoPro's got a little sensor in it, and if yeah. we start talking too much bullshit, it just oh, turns itself it's, off. So I've got the oh, bullshit shit. meter down there. You should have blasted that. On, on that note. On that note. Um, we'll wrap it, it up. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, people. You can find us at Beers and Banter on all the social platforms. Do us a favor. Hit. Hit subscribe, like, or follow. Uh, we really appreciate it when you share and leave comments. Uh, had another hoot tonight, and um, I'm hoping we can do this semi-regular down here in the uh, in the music box. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for coming mate. on, boys, coming and uh, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Thanks, mate. See ya. Bye.